think there is need for economic stimulus, and government can help make that up in very difficult time. Mitt Romney. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we're talking about where does stimulus money come from? The government has a a few options in how they can stimulate the economy. Um, Why they stimulate the economy is another issue, (laughs) another discussion, another video, which will follow this one. But um, there are really four major ways that the government uh, can can use to stimulate the economy, and I want to just touch on them all. So just to, to... set the stage real quick. There's really the four types. One is Congress can pass taxes. They can raise taxes and and create stimulus checks that way or stimulus money. We're not really going to dive into that one because that's not the preferred method. It's not the one they've used lately. And it, it it's also a tool that's kind of always in use. They're always looking to kind of raise taxes, lower taxes on all kinds of different things. You know that the Number of taxes is freaking endless. Um, we're taxed constantly, you know, and it's this debate on how much tax people should pay in different brackets and all the things, right? So that's a little more um, cons- like consistent throughout time. So there's really three big ones that have been used recently and are typically used in, in this type of scenario that we find ourselves in here. It was similar in 2008. Um, here we are, 2020, end of two, 2020, and and another stimulus bill is being passed. So, where's this money coming from, and um, you know why, how? So, the other two, the other three, then are the Fed can decrease the interest rate, make, making it cheaper to borrow money and stimulate the economy, encouraging spending and and borrowing. Uh, the Treasury can sell bonds. And and then the, the last one is the Fed can create more money, print money, as we say. So before I jump into that, I will follow this video up with a video called Why Does the Government Pass Stimulus Packages? And like, what's the reason that we need stimulus money in the economy? I should say need with, you know, air quotes, because um, there are very, very good arguments for why we need it and I say need intentionally. Um, and then, of course, you know, the other side of, of that we're inflating a bubble, compounding certain problems, and uh, when the bubble bursts, it may be worse because of stimulus money. So um, anyway, it's a fine line we're, we're walking, and the, the economy is basically a full circle as you watch the f- cash flow of, of individuals' money as well as government money and business money and lend like borrowing lending it all kind of circles back to one another and so like one person's spending is another person's income and so this is very enmeshed with every other piece of it um my friend told me the other day it's kind of that thing about you know if you you wash something you dirty another right and 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 that's kind of how the economy is it's like if you uh 
spend in one place, it increases revenue there, which causes more spending from that person or place. And and one man's income or spending is another person's income, and, and it just cycles through. So what happens is when there are holes in the economy, we create stimulus packages and try and fill those holes so that we don't... Um, create a wall or barrier at some point in this cycle and everything stops. So let's go ahead and jump in to the uh, first of those three that I that I mentioned. So the Fed can decrease the interest rate, making it cheaper to borrow money. So what does that do? <laughs> when businesses and individuals can borrow money with low interest to be paid back, they borrow and spend more money themselves. And so that results in increased revenue overall uh, for for businesses, for individuals, for government, etc. Everyone essentially gets more revenue through their hands. Uh, salaries go up. Fewer people are on government programs because businesses are in the expansion mode, and so they're hiring. They're trying to. They're in beta mode. They're trying to create new products, services, uh, service lines, different um, different ways to grow their business and that turns into individuals making more money and when individuals make more money they spend more money they buy new TVs they buy new cars they uh, start their own businesses they they invest in different things and so everyone sort of feels this hyper um, economic you know fluidity going on and, and so cheap cheap lending the ability to borrow money cheaply, uh, really pumps up the economy. And um, so that's what we saw in 2008 is they just essentially bottomed out the interest rate and that kind of pulled us right out of it. You know, the, the Great Recession of 08 was not very long-lived uh, in some ways, right? I mean, we're still feeling the effects of it in some ways, but in, in the stock market and in like the housing market and, and different things, they recovered at different rates, but they all sort of pulled out of it because money was cheap to borrow. And so it was easy to sort of start businesses or take a chance on things. The federal fund rate peaked at like 19, it was 19.83% in 1981 <laughs> and has essentially trended down ever since that time. Um, and for the last decade, we've been near bottom. Uh, it started kind of, uh, like I said, in a way to bottomed out and it started creeping up. You know, it was nearly zero. It was like 0.09% interest rate or something. And um, it started creeping back up. The Fed's trying to bump that back up, you know, because you don't want to bottomed out forever. And uh, they, I think they, they got it up somewhere near about 2.5%. Uh, when the COVID-19 pandemic sort of took over and in order to stimulate the economy as well as they could using that method, they dropped it back down. And so uh, you probably know people that are refinancing their houses right now because you can get mortgage rates of 3% or less, uh, which is crazy. And so essentially if inflation carries forward at you know 2 or 3%, essentially you're getting a free loan on your mortgage <laughs> as interest rate goes up salaries go up etc and your your mortgage is locked in at two or three percent uh you know it's sort of you break even in in that sense um so 
it climbed, climbed up to two and a half. It dropped back down to zero as the pandemic hit. So because of that, that method is, you know, we only had that like 2% to drop it. Um, it's already kind of been used. We don't, we can't drop it into the negatives or you create other problems. It's possible, but it's causes other problems. Um, so, so the next method then is the treasury can sell bonds. So you've probably heard of people buying bonds as a type of an investment, which is a very solid investment usually to buy uh, government bonds because the government has methods that they can use to make sure that they pay back their um, the people that bought the bonds. Now, basically what a bond is, uh, is you become the lender to the government. So the people that buy bonds are people that have extra money. They're looking to invest their money somewhere. So these are what you might call the savers, the people that have cash. They might be business owners. They're the middle class or wealthy class typically. And so they have extra money that they're looking to put somewhere safe that can return money to them as sort of an investment. And so essentially you buy a bond from the government, which means you loan the government money. And the deal is that they're going to pay you back X percentage over a certain amount of time. And there's different lengths of bonds uh, and different percentages. The the percentage that they'll pay you at any given time uh, varies. And so it's it's a lot like going to the bank and getting a mortgage, a loan for your house or for a car. The interest rate's going to be different depending on the time frame that you do it, depending on the length of time that the loan is for, etc. So same thing, Tre- the, the treasury can, can sell these bonds, you can purchase them, and the government will, will pay you back. But in the meantime, what that does is give the government your cash to then use in stimulus packages or, or whatever areas they uh, need it, right? So since the interest rate has bottomed out, can't really use that, now we go to the bond market. Now, when the Treasury sells bonds, there's really four major groups that buy those bonds. I already mentioned the individual, right? Us, the people, people that have money. So that's the private sector. There's also the public sector. They can sell it to, uh, they can sell bonds to other government agencies, local governments or other other agencies, one of which is the Federal Reserve, which I'll get to in uh, a moment. But then there's also foreign en- entities, so when the treasury sells bonds, they're borrowing from those different agencies, entities, or people, and they'll eventually uh, have to pay it back. So this kind of leads into the fourth way that the government can create stimulus money, and that is that the Fed can create more money. They can simply, you know, as we say, print more money. Now, in today's world, we don't use a lot of cash. Most people prefer digital money, credit cards, Venmo, PayPal, etc. So they don't typically, you know, turn on the printing press and actually print money. But they create more money, create more currency. And so uh, whether that's, you know, a click of a button, they basically generate more money. And uh, when there's more money in the system... You know, that does deflate the dollar a little bit, but they're so they're always very careful about how much money they create and when. And, and you know, so if there's a growing economy, the dollar is actually getting appreciated. 
So then if they print more money, it sort of holds steady, holds steady, holds steady as long as the economy is growing. Now the economy dips and all of a sudden that dollar is also devalued. And so that's when you get real, you know, inflation. So over time, we've typically had somewhere, you know, between one and three percent inflation. There's been higher and lower times than that, but that's a, you know, pretty standard uh, inflation rate. And so we've all kind of been grown accustomed to that being the balance uh, in the economy where inflation is. So there's times and ways that they can print more, create more money, and it doesn't really affect the value of the dollar a whole lot um, unless the economy collapses. And so there's, you know, there's ways that there's indicators that they watch for that. So they create more money. The creation of more money can then help the government pay bills. Pay, pay their uh, lenders, pay the people back that own their bonds. It can help them st- create stimulus packages and, and put money out into the economy where uh, in, it's needed, etc. So um, this is a very kind of easy way for them to get more money as a government. They can't just use this all the time or they'll cause problems, but it's a good one when, you know, when times sort of demand it. And then also another thing to to know is that when the economy is stimulated, that actually results in more taxes, more money in the government, right? So um, in one sense, the government is like borrowing from the future to then stimulate today's economy so that then in the future, they'll have more revenue, which can sort of pay back those bonds and create a brighter future for everyone, including the government as its you know own financial agency. One very important connection here is when the Fed actually creates more money, typically they become one of the biggest buyers of the Treasury's bonds. And so uh, this is a trick that they pull every so often is they'll create more money, they'll buy those bonds from the Treasury, and suddenly the government has a whole bunch of borrowed future money <laughs> and cash available today, and they can throw that into the economy in, in the ways they deem as necessary. So um, those are the three big ways that they've stimulated the economy lately and that we could probably expect in the future. Um, as long as we're careful about how we print money, how much we, how many of those bonds we buy and continue to keep a growing economy, it seems to work very well. The danger is, are we inflating a bubble that at one point is going to just burst and we'll see certain problems, whether that's hyperinflation or just economic stoppages and, and really difficult problems to overcome that are uh, you know, potentially insurmountable uh, using these methods. So Anyway, some good questions and things, but the real the real uh, point of this video is what are the methods the government used? Where's the stimulus money come from? I hope I've answered those questions. If you learned something in this video, please hit the subscribe button and also the like button. Um, for additional resources, head over to bronsonwilkes.com. Check out my books list. Look at our financial um, resources. And If you're a YouTuber yourself and you're looking to kind of up your game with SEO and 
keyword searches and um, get some analytics on your channel, I recommend TubeBuddy. So if you're interested in that, hit the link below. You can get started for less than five bucks a month. And uh, it is truly one of the best resources out there for YouTubers. So anyway, as always, guys, thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.